and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, what happened tonight? Um, we're this is an audio only podcast. Yes. But Kirk and I can see each other on the on the recording, and the hat of distress has returned to the pod. So Josh, um, Josh is wearing a an LAFC hat with the LA logo embroidered upside down i still i don't remember where he got this thing but uh that's what's going on as soon as i as soon as he came on the video i was like oh no here we go yeah i mean again we're in distress yet we got the 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 lifeline of the century yeah with that leg goal because again in in a two-legged affair with with away goals as a tie break that's really all you needed right because now yeah one goal. Dude, so no, no away goals. No away goals in this one. Well, I thought it was. No, no, no away goals in this competition anymore. No, that's in. That's only in Europe. UEFA has them now. I think they UEFA. Them UEFA doesn't ha- doesn't have away goals. I'm pretty sure in, because they were talking about it in the last round that away goals were mm. going to come into factor. I feel like I feel like Stu and John were talking about this, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <clears throat> Oh, let's make this double check. But you know, while so while, while, while you're looking, that. let's let's go ahead and go over it. LAFC go to Leon. Uh, they concede an early corner, and the plan, as given away by Tim Tillman this week, was to uh, <laughs> take advantage of the fact that Leon rely on athleticism and one v one ability, and so the game plan from LAFC was to man-mark them on all the set pieces. And Tim Tillman got dunked on. Um, and Leon were up one nothing within the first seven minutes of the game. Then right before the, the end of the first half, they're still man-marking, even though they keep getting beat on all their corner kicks. Uh, Hollingshead kind of gets screened off of a runner and is falling forward. His arms flail, and he very unintentionally, but very handball, uh, in a very handball manner, blocks a goal from happening. Uh, He's issued a yellow card, and Leon get a penalty. McCarthy guesses the right way, but it's it's roofed. So uh, Leon go into the half up to nothing. Um, And it was just crickets from LAFC for about 97 minutes today. And with the final play of the game, Bolonga finally gets on the end of a cross. Maybe the only good pass we saw in the entire attacking third tonight. And luckily, Bogic gets like a little flick on it, which as it was developing scared me. I thought as he kind of extended his leg backward, I was like, oh, no, don't touch this, please. Don't touch it. Um, But gets enough on it to slow it down or redirect it uh, right at Bolonga and Bowanga gets to, he pulls one back at the death. Um, so 2 1 away to Leon. Yeah. So, okay. So, to clarify, unlike in Europe where they've done away with away goals altogether, away goals still matter until the final. Okay. In, in, con- okay. in CCL. Got it. So, the, yeah. So, basically, now we're looking at basically just you're down, you're down 2 1 with, 90 more minutes to go. So score a goal, we're on to extra time. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And again, the and the interesting thing is 
the commentators did point this out that Mexican teams, when they go away, tend to play much differently yes. than they do when they're in Mexico. Um, and we saw this with Leon um, the last time we played them. We've mm-hmm. seen this with um, in in the in last year's final, right? They tend to bunker in a little bit more. Be you know again, do somewhat, <laughs> do a lot of what we did this evening. Um, but again, to much greater effect in the past. So we'll see yeah. what it looks like today. You're gonna have to pick some locks on Sunday against Leon because they are going to be like if they if we see a five three two, do not be surprised. Uh, and I I don't know that I blame them. LAFC created zilch today against them um, for ninety seven minutes, and it was mostly just balls being dumped down the wing from fullbacks. You'd see a ball from Maldonado and Long. Every once in a while, they'd pass to each other, and then they'd pass out wide to a fullback because neither of those two are ever going to pass in the, into the midfield. It's always going to be to the fullback or turn around and dump it to McCarthy and make him deal with it. And once it got to the fullback, Palacios and Hollingshead would just look to play a ball down the wing on the outside to either Opoku at the beginning and Bowanga and later Devela and Bowanga and just make those wingers do their thing. And again, for me watching this, knowing what Tillman said about uh, this idea that they don't play tactically, it's all 1v1s, athleticism, emotion, right? To, to me, that's the kind of team that you go out and you say, okay, we're going to tactically pull you apart if that's the case. But instead, LAFC played right into that, right into it, as if like to say, we can be better at this game than you. And that was clearly not the case. The man marking on all the set pieces was abysmal. Um, the attacking plan of just, again, dumping it down the wings and seeing if Opoku, Vela, and and Bowanga can do something when 45 yards away from goal was abysmal. Uh, the midfield was just non-existent in buildup. Sifu had more errors in the attacking third. I, I would say as, mi- as many touches as he had in the attacking third, he had errors. Because every time he touched the ball in the attacking third, it was just a turnover. Um, just, just so bad tonight, Josh. So yeah, bad. I mean, I, I never felt like they ever found a sense of rhythm. Yeah, for yeah. the entirety of the match, maybe about like a there was maybe like a seven minute spell in the second half where like Leon right was, at the beginning of the second yeah. half, right? And Leon yeah. kind of seemed content to take this two nothing. Mm-hmm. Two nothing win mm-hmm. and be be okay with it, um, but then right after you, right when you think they're starting to build a little bit of rhythm, they give a bit, you know, give up a turnover and then a big chance following yeah. right there. You know, yeah. like McCarthy just stood on his head tonight to keep them in this in the series, yeah. Right, because had it not been for some of the stops he made, what we're looking at a four nil deficit probably, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe more. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and that's that's including Palencia getting getting trucked. We're lucky that that call happened. It's 100% a foul. Don't get me wrong, but against the home team, (laughs) like you're lucky to get that call, even though it's so clear, right? Uh, That takes a lot of, that takes a lot of balls to wipe that goal off of, off of this, off of the scoreboard. 
at away at Leon, right? Yeah, um, I mean, you you just there are there's moments that you feel like you're getting concacaft. Yeah, right at, yeah. At times, yeah. right where mm-hmm. you know there's there's probably a shot for a red card in that in that first half. Um, oh, on Bawang- the you mean where it studs up straight up Bawanga's knee and he he ends up missing by hitting yeah. a shin instead. <laughs> yeah, that's a red card. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in in a couple of these cases, again, you know, like you just, but at the same time, you also don't want to leave it in the hands of the officials, right? Yeah. And to yeah. now come out and you know, like again, you know, like obviously, there in every match that we're going to have opportunities where we want to complain about this official, that official, right? But at the end of the day, if you don't play well, you don't play well, right? Right. And, and that was the case for today. They just did not play well, specifically. I think more than anything, the midfield. Right. Yeah. Like I, I mean, about. just, just so bad. Uh, man, I, and it's not just, it's not just in the attack. It's also defensively um, that they were, that they were so poor. I don't well, really I mean, blame. At, at any point in the first half, I felt like in, on each opportunity that Leon had, if you rewind, Maybe five seconds before the shot, you just see Sifu and Tillman jogging behind the play. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't know if that's altitude. I don't know if that's just their positioning. But I mean, if they're getting beat that badly, Ilya is going to be put on an island 99 times out of 100. Right. And again, you're just you're asking too much of your defense at that point because then that ball's going to get played out wide there or into the half space. Now you're going to get a you know, it's a two on one with the with the fullback, right? Yeah. So, what 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 do you expect when that when you don't have that extra, you know, when you don't have an extra body in build up, you know? Mm-hmm. Because again, what we typically see when teams do what do what Leon did to LAFC is that you'll see a cost to drop a little bit deeper into the, you know, in in into the pivot, you know, form a double pivot with Ilya in the build up, and then shuttle it forward, right? didn't see any of that today it was just a lot of like just real stagnancy in the in like a four three you know you know in a basic four three three single pivot where the eights just stayed up super high and yeah nothing else this i was just gonna say this is back to mark anthony k and latif blessing playing as the eights and never never moving off the ball just hanging around as part of that front five Yeah, but at least those two work their butts off to get back on defense like, yeah, yeah. like again, maybe they didn't do anything in terms of movement in buildup, right? I mean, it's you know a constant. It was a constant theme and and criticism that we had. Yeah. Previously, right? You ready? But, you ready for? You ready for some crazy stats here, Josh? Let's do it. What do you think Jose Cifuentes' uh, passing accuracy was tonight? Twenty-four <laughs> percent. Jeez. It was 68. <laughs> I didn't see him hit a pass. I mean, maybe he was just passing backwards. To he, only, he only played 28 passes. He only played 20 passes. You're talking about one of the midfielders in a 4-3-3. Like, oh, 20, 28 passes, 68%. Yeah, because uh, again, like when we're talking about like Latif and K, right? Yeah. Those two were never going to get caught out defensively, if anything, right? They're tracking yeah. back a hundred miles an hour. Latif is nipping at someone's heels, right? 
Mm-hmm. And for as much as they they lacked on the offensive side of the ball, they certainly gave gave it everything on the other side. Yeah. Um yeah. Sifu right now gives you neither. He gives you nothing. So he, check this out, Josh. He got in eight ground duels. He won three. He won zero aerial duels, gotten two. He lost possession 15 times tonight, Josh. 15 times he lost possession. I like I don't understand how that man played 90 minutes. The I mean, fact that Tim Tillman was subbed off, I get it. There's eight minutes to go. Duaneus was involved in the buildup for the first play. I agree that Duaneus should have been involved, but man, Sifu should have been a 60th minute sub unless you're just trying to save somebody's legs for Sunday because he was abysmal. Yeah, I mean, it, you would be better off with Perry Kitchen in the midfield at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Tillman, Tillman uh, completed 96% of his passes. And it, he's, not, he's not innocent in this, but I do want people to, to realize he got in six ground duels, one four. Um, lost possession four times. Uh, ju- I I can't I can't get over Sifu turning over the ball fifteen times tonight. Well, and that's the thing. It's like like we we're talking about like you know is is Tillman the same defensive player that Latif or K was K was for LAFC? No, right. But it gives you a lot more in terms of his ability to shuttle and then come you know and make plays in the final third he's not going to turn over the ball like they used to absolutely i mean like in there's a couple times today where like he's you know he's just dancing on people right he's you know he's good with he's got good footwork he holds on to the ball fairly well right it's like Mm -hmm. kind of in that lee win you know lee win mold where again you don't get a ton defensively but you know he's you're not going to take it off him all that often and he's going to generally make smart decisions yeah right um again which is the complete opposite of what we're getting on the other side of the field, which is next yeah. to nothing at this point. Yeah. Right. So again, I mean, I hate, I hate that this season has, you know, that he's been the focal point of, of our ire throughout the season. But again, he's also done nothing to dispel any of those criticisms. No. Right. Like, uh, it's, and and, it's and we're just... hoping that he, he can find them, you know, again, he's, we know the quality is there's quality there. Yes. Right? That's the frustrating part, right? Is you know, you know he's got it. Mm-hmm. You've, we've seen him do it so many times before. So to see him play this way is really confusing, and it leads you to believe like he just doesn't care, or he's it's all mental, right? Um, the other the other guy that I mean, Opoku turned over the ball ten times. He only played five passes, Josh. Five yeah, passes. I mean, to be fair, like with a Poku, like a lot of times his turnovers are ball over the top. He's got to bring a ball down and try and do something. He with should. It. He should be turning the ball over more than midfielders. One hundred percent. Midfielders should not be turning the ball over at all because they should just yeah. be facilitators, right? The forwards are the ones that are taking the lion's share of the risk. Yeah. Obviously, midfielders are going to play risky passes and stuff to to unlock a defense. But where did that begin? Um, that's when you would. That's when you look at. Tillman giving up, you know, losing out on four, you know, it's four turnovers for the yes. match or whatever, right? Yes. Like, okay, if you're going to tell me that you're going to give up 
four, you know, you're going to try and play four through balls that, you know, that don't make it cool. Right. 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 It, it happens. But 15? <laughs> 15 right? is just. It's and at so 15, bad. that means that it's means so that, bad. right, you're, you're, you're running into situations where you're just turning over the ball in unnecessary situations. He had 41 touches tonight. Sifu did. So that is more than so, one in three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's turning it over like 37% of the time he touches the ball. Ugh. I don't, I, I yeah, it, again, I just don't get it. Again, it, like, it's, 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 it's sad to see a guy fall so, so yeah. far from, so yeah. far from where his peak was. Right. Right. But then even then, I wonder if that peak ultimately is what did him in, right? Because he feels like a guy that doesn't uh, know what he does best. Everybody elevated their expectations. And all of a sudden, he started scoring goals and assisting. Yeah, when he's, when he's playing out of position, right? And so, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you are, obviously, if, like, if you're having to play a false nine as a midfielder, yeah, yeah. right? You're going to get a chance of opportunity. You know, you're going to get your opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right, and he had to do that for a fair, you know, a fair, fair amount. Right, then that that's where he, the peak of his that's where his his peak value starts coming. Right, we expect that he's going to be sold last year. Mm-hmm. It never happens, right, for one reason or another. Um, and throughout the whole year, even last year, right, you you were you know you were quick to point out that he just doesn't seem like what we've come to expect from him, right? Even last year, like this is not the first time that we've criticized Sifu's play, right? Like yeah, yeah. rewind the last season, like, you know, it was, it was, we basically started the, the, the train of last season started with criticism of Palacios mm-hmm. that moved to the midfield immediately after. Yeah. And that was basically yeah. where our ire rested for the rest of the year, right? With the exception of Ilya, because Ilya is the greatest. Um, yeah. But other than that, right, we always, you know, you always wondered, do we get, can we get a little bit from Acosta, right? But Acosta kind of figured out, you know, like Acosta is one of those guys that does a lot without you knowing it. Same he's, thing with Ilya. So, he's so well-rounded, right? He's, he's above average on defense. He's above average in terms of passing range and ability. He's above average for like a shooting midfielder, but he's not going to, he's, not always going to blow your socks off in any no. of those areas. So he he's, he flies under the radar. He's a he's a high floor, low ceiling guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. He won. He wins you championships. It's exactly what you want in an eight. Exactly Absolutely. what you want. Don't turn over the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just but the it, issue is that so if that if that's who your partner is in Acosta, and then your Sifu, you have to be that guy now. That yes. is that is a threat in the extra. that that's a threat in the final third, and the issue is that with when he is playing forward into space, his decision making is far too slow. Yeah, comparatively yeah. to I think when he was playing in more of a hold up position, right? It gives him time to kind of feel the defender to his back and then make a decision off there. So he almost has to take an extra touch when he's coming back to the ball mm. as a mm. as a false nine as opposed to. When he's an eight looking up, he it almost feels like he's a bit trigger shy um, to make. That's to what make it looks the right, like to me. Is like right? he's he's 
he probably sees it, but he takes an extra touch, and the ch- and the the space or the chance evaporates in front of him. To me, he's not he's not an attacking midfielder. He is a plain old box to box eight, like straight up, and a good one at that. But the minute you ask him to play too far forward is when you start getting into trouble. Now, can he play some false nine? Sure. On a team like LAFC in league play, no problem. No problem. But if you think he's going to go to Leon and be the guy that unpicks the lock, you're out of your mind. It's not going to happen. And I realize they don't have Acosta there. So that you're out of options, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it makes his weaknesses so much more glaring when you don't have that coverage. Right, 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 and so it's why it's why the it's why the Acosta Tillman partnership looks so much better, right? Mm-hmm. Because Acosta covers for Tillman, but Tillman actually brings some things to the table as well. Yeah, like the, the and I think I think what Acosta and Ilya do as a partnership so well is cover up any defensive mistakes that yeah, the other yeah. side's going to make. Mm-hmm. Right, they balance out. You know, again, it says four three three on paper, but ultimately shapes into a about a four two three one with a shuttling eight on average, right? Kind of like what Gunduan does for Man City at times, where he's kind of just in floating uh, a bit in, in that in in that middle space. But yeah, again, when you look at what's happening now, it it feels like he does he just doesn't know what to do when he's in the position, you know, when he's in these attacking positions, right? It just feels off. And again, I think when he's coming, coming down from a, in a into an attacking position, he has more time to think. But when he's yeah. having to operate in the half space and it happens so much quicker, he's just not that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like three really clear examples for Sifu and we should probably stop, stop beating him up after this. But um, the first one he's played through kind of in the right half space out towards the right wing and he's in on goal. I don't remember who played him in. It could have been a direct ball from Maldonado. Um, And he is direct in on goal and he's one-on-one with the keeper keepers in in position. So there's not, it's not like a clear cut chance for him, but he probably should have shot rather unselfishly cuts it back behind Opoku and there's nobody on the left wing. Boanga should have made the run. It was like right after Boanga got hurt. Um, so not a terrible decision. Not great. A few minutes later, he is, I think, on the run and tries to hit Opoku again. And he like chips it. He tries to chip the back line. With, he would have decided earlier he could have just snuck it right in between the two center backs, but instead held on to the ball too long, as he does all the time. And so he's forced to try and chip the center backs, and the goalkeeper comes out and eats it, as he as they do on chips. And then not too long after that, this is all like at the end of the second half, Vela picks up a ball and swings it into the midfield, and he takes a bad touch and then another bad touch, and it immediately turns it over. And it's like every time LAFC would find some momentum, they'd get to Sifu in the attacking third, and boom, it'd just be turned over, as we talked about, 15 turnovers tonight. But yeah, I mean, anyway. you just you just have to hope that Acosta comes healthy, right? And then again, what yeah. what what yeah. if Acosta's healthy? What it allows you to do is to bring Sifu on in a role that he's more comfortable with, right? Which is playing 
what Tillman's doing. But again, when the, you play the two yeah. together, it just doesn't, it, it just hasn't vibed all season. Right. So Sifu coming on to add a bit of like reckless abandon to what Tillman, uh, to what Tillman does in the midfield, which is again, very just like going to keep possession. Uh, we'll take risks when we need to, but mostly he's just going to be a good facilitator. And then you bring in Sifu and at the end of the game to add a little bit more pressure on the ball, even though he didn't do that at all tonight. Um, hopefully it's, it's a, it's something, it's a, it's enough change in terms of midfield dynamic to unsettle a, an opponent after 60 minutes or so. But um, we, we should probably talk about center backs, Josh. These two center backs, it's to nobody's surprise. I don't think anybody's going to go out there and, and cape for their passing abilities. But one of the things that makes it that much harder to build up for LAFC is the fact that Maldonado and Long will not pass into the midfield they will not play a third line pass to those attacking mids ever and it doesn't help that those attacking mids don't really come back for that ball uh through the lines but you saw long hesitate and hesitate and hesitate like in the 70th minute so he just takes off dribbling and he turns over the ball and it ends with a shot on goal and it's like dude if you would just play the ball earlier instead of being so indecisive and so reluctant to pass forward, you wouldn't put yourself in these situations. But you but just would not thing, take my any thing risks. there is that that's never been either of their games, right? Yeah. And so full well knowing that if you're Sufu and Tillman, you have to come back to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And they did none of it, right? Ilya is the only one making himself available to pass through those guys just stayed up super high. And then again, when, when it, when it all, when, you know, then what happens if they mark Ilya, then long and, you know, and long and Maldonado are going to do what's safe, which again, I'm perfectly okay with given, given, given the circumstances. However, again, they're, they're going to adjust. They're going to make things difficult. Yeah. So now you're just in a weird position, right? Where I just don't know how do you something. advance the ball. Right. And to, like you said, they can just mark Ilya. You see this also when the fullbacks get on the ball, one guy is on Ilya and the attacking mids aren't moving at all. So the fullback is forced to either again, dump that ball down the sideline or turn around and recycle yet again, uh, because they can't pass into Ilya and they I mean, can't pass into the you, midfield at you all. You would have to have, you're going to have to have one of them drop into a pivot, into a double pivot. Right? I, just yeah, I mean, I, I just mean come back a little bit, right? Just provide some sort of passing angle. Uh, there's plenty. There was plenty of space in that midfield in possession, but again, like you said, they they stayed so high the entire time. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand this obsession with being so direct when the opponent is giving you space in the midfield. Like to me, it it the game is all about space, and if that's it, like you want to move the ball around to move opponents around the field and create new space. But if they're just going to cede space to you right at, right off the bat, like here you can have the midfield, then you have to take it, and you have to bait them into going where they don't want to go. But <laughs> dude, they just won't do it. It's it's infuriating. Well, they wouldn't do it tonight, and it was infuriating to watch. Yeah, and again, that's why can you have such you know, there's this is the Kellen Acosta appreciation pod, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's something that he just does naturally and. Again, I think it it speaks to his his 
you know, football IQ where though, though, those are, I, I do believe it's within, right, their game plan, mm-hmm. right, within within mm-hmm. their pattern to play for him for an eighth drop down if this, you know, it's always an if-then scenario in soccer, right? So if Ilya yeah. is marked, Ilya is supposed to flare to one side and then allow the second midfielder to drop in, you know, accordingly. Mm-hmm. But we just never saw it, right? And so, again, I think, to me, I think you're you're we're putting we're putting the back line in bad situations when when you're supposed to be forming triangles, right? Yeah. And you leave them yeah. with a line, right. right? Right. So what what is your you know? And so now your 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 only option is to just hit hit long balls over the top to Buanga and and Apoku and again and hope and pray that they do something with it. And, you know, those guys are good enough that they're gonna create when they can. Mm-hmm. Right, but again, it definitely wasn't anything that we expected in terms of. Yeah, it, it the adjustment just never seemed to come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know, and I I wonder like this is the most animated I've seen Trundle on the sideline. So he I, was heated, dude. So heated. I have to wonder if he wanted that they're asking for something to happen and it just wasn't coming off. Right, and, yeah. I, and I wonder yeah. where that's coming from. Um, again, see if he was drawn the majority of our ire, but I'd have to go back and and look to see, you know again. But a co- like we we're saying earlier, Tillman wasn't innocent in in not being available either. But again, I don't know why. Right. I have to right. I'd have to look at the way the sh- the field was shifted as well. I mean, in the second half, they definitely pulled back into into more of a four two three one, and Tillman was kind of more in a double pivot. And then wound up essentially as a six once once Sifu was subbed or uh, Ilya was subbed, uh, so you did see him a, more on the ball then. Um, but yeah, it's not like it's not like he was doing anything special, especially defend, defensively. Um, and then yeah, just you know a lot of wasteful chances, a lot of wasteful chances, and you see Bowanga, Palacios, and and Vela all take terrible terrible shots uh their first couple times on goal um man it was just it was just ugly tonight well, yeah uh, i mean and especially if you're if you're one of those three guys you're never going to get into a sense of rhythm either if that's what you're that's what you're dealing with in front of you or behind you right, right. it's like yeah but oh, they have to do everything themselves right they're getting them the ball 45 I mean, I, yards I, there is a there is a point where i saw bella having to drop into like where Ilya usually is to even get yeah, a touch yeah Right yeah. and the Carlos Vela that we all n- love does not function well in that position, nor no. nor likes to be in that position either. Right, so I can imagine there's probably a, a huge sense of frustration on his part um, because again, you just didn't see, you just didn't see what was you know the things necessary, you know the movement necessary to open them up into space. Right, right. and so if if you're having to have your best players come down. Again, not to track back, not to play defense, mm-hmm. but simply just to make themselves available. What the heck are the midfielders doing? Yeah. Yeah. Just so poor. So poor. All right. Uh, John McCarthy, big time saves. Uh, again, Duaneus came in, didn't look like he was out of place at all, going straight at Leon defender or defenders. Um, again, I believe he plays the ball in for Palencia that leads to the Bawanga goal. I thought Boga should look good no, the it was entire Vela. time he was in. No, Vela played that ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Bogus looked good. You can't, you cannot convince me that you could have started Bogut's and gotten the exact same thing, if not better, than you got from Sifu. You can't. I, I will not hear the argument. <laughs> I'm yeah. just I'm not interested in it. Um, he's just so much more lively in the midfield than Sifu at this point. Yeah, and again, he's willing to put in the shift on all sides yeah. of the ball too. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he does seem to be more comfortable playing in a more forward position. Um, right. Yeah. So that that. You know, but I will say, like I said, those guys did a lot better with the opportunities than, than you know, than both Tillman and you know yeah. Tillman, Opoku, yeah, and and Sifu, right? Those those, those mm-hmm. three, you know, were probably our least effective players of the of the day. Yeah. Whereas when Bogus and Bui came in, like you said, obviously, you know, you want them, to, you always want them to do better. But given the circumstances, I think they effectuated themselves you know, fairly soundly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, questions? Ready to get into questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. First one is from Joseph Schmuckatelli. I have a feeling that's not Joseph's last, real last name, Josh. Thank McCarthy and Bawanga. We aren't for, we aren't down four nil or worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> McCarthy with some big saves. Um, and really, I mean, he was the only part of the defense that worked much. <laughs> Uh, because most of it was just bad. Palacios had some good one-on-one moments, I thought. Aaron Long had a couple good 1v1 moments as well. Uh, we already talked about him and Maldonado on the ball. Hollingshead, I think it's unfortunate to get that penalty, so it's, he's going to be, he's going to draw a lot of fire that's probably undeserved, but wasn't necessarily as effective in the attack as he normally is. But McCarthy's really the one that you're looking at, saying, okay, this guy, this guy kept us in it. Yeah, I mean, all the fullbacks, you know, they all of them at, at moments had critical stops, right? Like in, yeah. in good plays. Yeah. Um, like I said, from an actual defensive standpoint, right? We gave up a set piece penalty, a set piece goal, and a penalty on a handball. Mm-hmm. Okay, given yeah. given the fire that we were put under, they probably did okay, right? Again, like our our bigger criticism was like, man, they didn't do much to help out on the offensive side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of doing what they were supposed to do and, and try and limit opportunity, they did what they could, all things considered. You know, again, it doesn't help when you're getting put on islands by your midfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next one, Gomez Jr. Let's forget this game and get it done at home. Yeah. It's, you just got to be thankful you're only down one at this point. And, I mean, last time we played them at home, it's a very different squad, very different set of circumstances, but... We all know the three the three nil comeback win over them uh, a couple of years back. Um, so yeah, get a goal and sit on it at home and see what happens. Yeah, because... I mean that last that last Leon game had me running up and down the hallways um, <laughs> of of the bank on on yeah. after Rosie's goal, right? Yeah. So you know, again, we're we're in a better position than we were back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All absolutely. Things we're. I mean, we're down two nil. You know, two one is not a bad proposition, and we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about an away goal situation, right? So. Right. Right. Do your thing. You know. Again, you you score. You score two. You know, you're in a good position. You're at least going to extra time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or one puts you into extra time. Two. Well, I mean, I mean, if you score two, you're probably going to win. And yeah. at worst, like it's not like it's not like Leon's going to put up three on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home, so 
Some. All right. Lexington at three deuce, five deuce. Can't decide who was worse, C4 or Long. Also can't decide who was MVP, McCarthy or Palacios. Sunday is going to be total chaos. For me, Sifu was worse, um, far worse, because it's every phase of the of the game that he was poor tonight. Long, again, passing is awful. Uh, defense, one-on-one is okay. It, Aaron Long does this weird thing that I'm starting to notice more and more, where if there are people around him, he will add a little bit of pressure, but then back off. So like he'll start to close somebody down and then immediately pass him off. Now, this happens all the time where you pass off somebody when you get cover, right? Or a midfielder comes back and so you go back to cover for them instead. But he rarely goes into those challenges. Um, uh, if he has to, he will. And again, he comes away with a lot of them. So it's like, part of me is like, hey, dude, just go in on these tackles because you're probably going to win them. But uh he does a lot of deferring as well. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I think it's different when you're playing with with Mario. Yeah, right? like I think if if you're if you're if your pairing is Mario and Long in the final, which again, that's likely what we're going to see. I think Long has the opportunity to be a f- far more aggressive going to those tackles because Mario, yeah, 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 is the greatest recovery defender in the history of the mm-hmm. league, right? So. Um, that's that that I think that that's where I land on that one. Where it's just like, again, he's he's doing what he can, giving the circumstances right. And again, I don't expect him to be a good passer. Right? So I, I've I've never asked. I've you know I even though it, we might need it, I've never I've never you know from the very beginning I was like, that's not what he's here for. Yeah. Right? So and uh, that's. Again, I'm willing to give him a pass because you signed him knowing that he's not that. But but if Giorgio Chiellini is going to be the starter at 38 years old and missing significant time, then you can't exactly rely like you can't rely on him in the way that you need to right now because he's not he's not going to give you any passing range, right? So, I guess if the expectation is that he's your third or fourth center back and he just comes in to defend every once in a while and, and he's not playing the big games or you know against opponents that are going to press really well like Leon did tonight, then fine. Fine. Just let him come be a defender and a set-piece threat. Well, I mean, but, the assumption was probably that he was going to be he was going to be the league center back and, and Chiellini was going to be the Champions League center back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and again, this injury that Giorgio picked up kind of throws a, a mm-hmm. wrench into those plans, but mm-hmm. my assumption is that that's probably what what yeah. the rotation was yeah. likely going to be. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, I again, want, I think I he's... I just want Chiellini to get healthy, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or, or you start, you go on the Mamadou Fall apology tour and <laughs> see if he has in, any interest in coming back when his loan is up next month. Because, oof, the, the center back the center back position is so thin. All of a sudden, um, yeah. I mean, again, it's when you. Ha- I think again, when you have the four, it makes sense. Yeah. When you have the three, it makes a lot less sense because again, I think the three are a bit more redundant than than yeah. the one that's missing. Very much so. Yes. But as opposed yes. to having two guys who who can do. Who can do be you know play from the back a little bit with a little bit more um, competency? 
mm-hmm. right? We have three guys who are mainly defenders. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I said, I I will say within the league, from a f- pure defensive standpoint, top notch. No, those those two are some of the best that that we that are yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. When you're asking now to put it all together and have you know need a guy that can play from the back and do these different things in some of these big games, it's not always pretty, no. right? No. And so and again and when you don't have eights that are coming that are going to make themselves available to you either okay we're just asking for trouble right as yeah. opposed to these particular situations where again if Acosta is in there with Ilya I think those two do a much better job of forming um opportunities for the center backs to at least be a little bit more progressive instead of just having to lump balls over the top yeah yeah Okay, um, Alex, follow. Palacios, McDaddy, Stipe, in that order. Um, I felt like they all had pretty good games. Buke, uh, Buke still loves to cut in on his right foot a lot, and the goals don't always come from, from that angle or assists, but um, he at least gave you something, right? Mm-hmm. When he came on for Poku, Poku was just turning over the ball too much. and Again, he's not... Apoku is a straight line guy. He's going to get in behind and he's going to run until he runs out of space and then play a pass. And oftentimes that works pretty well. Um, Buke gave you a little bit more in terms of like combination play before arriving at the back line and helping to unpick that lock. Yeah. I mean, um, I think you yeah. you see them drop into more of a 4-1-4-1 when Buke comes in, mm. right? So you have, mm. you have Vela and, and Buke and Tillman – you know, like it, it was, yeah, or Vela and Buke dropping into the midfield a lot more. I think, like I said, even on that last goal, right, Vela is, Vela is the one that initiates that first pass, right? So they're going to make themselves yeah. a lot more available, leaving Buanga as the only guy who's going to make the run up top, which is fine, right? Again, we've we've gotten away at times when you've been able to play those, you know, Opoku and... and um, Buanga up high and just let those guys run but you know I I do think that you have to offer a little bit more variety to get you know to create some lateral stress on their back line in, mm-hmm. instead of just playing purely vertical the entire time and yeah they're, the they're not gonna they're not gonna recycle ball through the midfield and play it out the other side that's not yeah. happening it's it's all vertical yeah and that's again uh-huh. that's, sometimes that's what you need is that you needed a cost to cycle it just one more time for you hit before you hit yeah, a switch, yeah. right? And you just never had that 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 again like that lateral stress placed on placed on them. Yeah. All right, Juan Pablo Marquez. Uh, no pressure in the first half was ridiculous. You can't save yourself. Uh, you can't save yourself in a final. You can rest when it's done. The bank needs to be uh, its most hostile. The goal give uh, gives us a chance. Uh, gives us so much life as well as McCarthy saves uh, a lot here, but yeah, uh, Josh and I will be at the game to help it be at its most hostile, by the way, on Sunday. Um, anything on that one, Josh? Yeah. I mean, the, the life that Buanga breathe, breathed back into the team, right. was everything yeah. because I think that goal alone is going to, that goal alone gives, gives a 32, 52, the platform to just go nuts, right? And yeah, and I was at that that Leon home game, 
in mm-hmm. twenty in in twenty twenty now. No, mm-hmm. yeah, twenty early twenty twenty, uh, right before the pandemic. It was like the last game before the pandemic, um, and it was absolutely nuts. Yeah, that yeah. I mean the 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 Kobe and Gigi banner um, Tifo went up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, the place was just going crazy. And I can imagine it, given the circumstances, it's going and the time because it's not midweek; it's a Sunday mm-hmm. night. Sunday night. There, there will be nothing left. Yeah. To give at the end of that game, yeah. right? It's going to be a lot of of uh, calling six on on Monday <laughs> on morning. Monday. Yeah. All right, um, Andy G. What will the partnership be for the second leg, Mario Maldonado or Mario Long? How worrisome is the mismatch for Ilya in the middle of the park in terms of pace? I think I think one of the things that Ilya was dealing with was altitude today, to be totally honest with you. Um, Leon also did a good job of playing down the wings around defenders and isolating Ilya in the half spaces. Um, hopefully they can, they can fix that before Sunday. In yeah. terms of... In terms of partnerships, I think it's going to probably be Mario and Long. Yeah. I don't know what how you, you feel about that. Like, given given you're the you're going to have to be on the front foot, those two are going to be fine, just kind of mopping things up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's what the, that's what they're there for, right? And then your your hope now is that you have you're going to get you're going to get Acosta to be able to come in and help facilitate in the midfield so that way you're not reliant on those guys having to be passers. Yeah. Right? Let me but again, let me, you let me, should have so more the next space. question has to do with that. Let me let me jump the gun real quick and ask you this one. What's the counter press starting eleven for Sunday? This is from at uh Corey at We Don't Post Ever. I mean if Keeling is healthy, that's who I want, right? The likelihood <laughs> he's not, that he, he's, the likelihood he's, not, he's not available. Right. So it's it's Palacios, it's Long and Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollingshead on the right. Mm-hmm. Although there is a shout for Palencia because he's played well, but I think he's a guy that you can bring on at any point and there's right, no drop right. off. Um, yeah. And it's and it's purely for just for a like for like to make sure that you, for energy's sake. Yeah. Um, your midfield, I need um, Acosta and Ilya in a double pivot with mm-hmm. Tillman ahead. Or like that offset, that offset. Yeah, just a four-three-three thing. Typical four-three-three with a couple different roles for the. Yeah, you usually have Tillman up a little bit higher. Yeah, you have Acosta a little bit more withdrawn, right? Um, And then up front, I'm gonna go Bogut's. Yes, I. I'm glad you said that because that's that's who it is. Because I think defensively as well, he does a lot to to be able to now come back and help. You know, like you can leave Vela up at the highest point of your, of mm-hmm. your, of your defense and then let those two, let, let Puanga and, um, and Bogut's cook underneath if yeah. you want to, or you just withdraw Vela into the line of, into the midline of four and let those two run at people at the top. Yeah. Right. The only, four, the four, only four. way I see them changing it. I, I mean, they could, they could play a Bogut simply because he's been around longer. Who knows? But I could see them making the argument that they're going to press higher in the next game. And so that they are going to have a Poku on, I think Bogut is probably going to press just as just as effectively as a Poku is. But um, I, I I'm not going to be surprised or ne- necessarily even mad if a Poku starts this one. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think you just get a little bit more 
cover on the run out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then and as well, I do think Bogut makes smarter decisions when dropping like yes. in terms of just knowing He's much when better it, combination. Yeah. yeah. Probably so much think, more of a threat in front of goal to be completely honest with you. Yeah. The funny thing is the game that they he did start, I think they were like it felt kind of toothless. Um because yeah, I think it was yeah. that weird it was the only when they were just tired, right? Where he started. Um mm. I forget which game it was. It was about I mean, he started the open cup match, right? Not that, it was the one he's it was San Jose. They started mm. Vela Bogut and Buanga together. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it again, th- there was kind of a weird game, right? You're in, you know, they it just didn't feel I like mean, they were toothless tonight. So it's yeah. not like you know. The other thing I would say is if Acosta can't go, uh I would start Bogut at at attacking mid and I would sit Sifu. I am I'm not kidding when I say I'm not interested in him starting this this yeah. next match. I mean, I guess all. if if Tillman looked fine in the double in the in the double pivot right later in the game, yeah, right. So you can play Bogut higher in like a four, you know, in yeah. the ten in the hole, um, or offset or whatever, you know. If you, you could really play Ordaz there, and you would get you would get you would not lose anything. Well, you can play Duenas over over yeah. Sifu, and you would not be missing anything. It, that's I, it's you, my honest opinion after tonight. Would man. you go Duenas over Sifu? Yeah, I probably would. I know that sounds crazy to start him in a CCL final, but like, dude, what, I mean, what did I mean? What did we see from Sifu tonight that inspired any sort of confidence going into the next match? Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to be this harsh on him because again, I, it's not like with Mark Anthony K and Latif Blessing where it's like. I guess with Latif, we we always saw flashes, right? Consistent, or you know, at at times there was like actual consistent play, but Sifu has just fallen off a cliff. Well, yeah, like we said earlier, with those two, right? You always knew you were going to get it defensively. Yeah, yeah. Right? Offense, a whole other story, right? And at the time, you needed a little bit more offensively just because you just didn't have anyone else, right? You didn't have yeah, a, yeah. you know, Atuesta, you know, could do his thing, but. Ilya is a much better fit at doing what this team yeah, needs yeah, than yeah. even at Tuesta, right? So, yeah, you run into this weird situation where he just isn't, he just doesn't give you anything on either side of the ball where at least those two gave you effort. Yeah. And I'm not even yeah. sure we're getting that at the moment, unfortunately. That's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand what happened. It's mind blowing. And the only, the only, like the conclusion that you're left to draw, and it feels unfair to do so, is that like he's he's gone. He's he's mentally checked out. He's done. He's ready to go to Scotland. Good luck, Rangers. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see how they put him to work out there because I want to see what position they have in play. I want to see how he does. I want to see how the fans handle the ups and downs. Um, or maybe he gets over there and he's like, he's finally free of it all and he balls out. I mean, that's I mean, the best I think case scenario. Some of it is depends on where they play him, right? It's like the issue, I think the, one of the issues right now is that like Sifu next to Acosta is fine. Right? Ish, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. He's, he's not, not as he's good not, as Tillman. Yes. Right? Yes. But he's fine. Sifu next to Tillman is just a disaster class. Yeah, yeah. Because neither of them can cover for each other. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it part of it is a little bit of that where it's just like, again, you uh, some of his weaknesses just are more far more glaring when you're playing with a guy, yeah. you know, when you're playing alongside someone that, fe- that you know, like when it's just so redundant. Right. right. As opposed right. to you put him next to a guy that's going, you know, that that has that high IQ to be able to, you know, cover for some of your your shortcomings. Yeah, it looks a lot different, right? Like we won an MLS Cup with with Sifu and Acosta playing fairly well. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I didn't really have as much of a, and you know, he played, you know, he played well in that midfield. That like the, it wasn't the midfield that we were complaining about in that game. Right, right. Yeah, and it was Rio's back pass, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than anything, mm-hmm. you know, or it was like the thing you were, you know, like at the beginning of the MLS Cup, you know, the one thing you know Kirk's worried about is Sebastian Ibiaga. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Not not Sifu. Right. Yeah. Coming into this game, it's like, man, Sifu just uh right. It's like Yeah, he's Sifu's not gonna lose you a game. He's just not gonna win you a game right now. But I think today he he simultan- he almost did both. Yeah, I, yeah, he he right okay, so here it is. He's not gonna win you a game, but he's gonna cause somebody else to lose it for you. Yes. Right. So he's gonna He's going to leave somebody isolated that then gets scored on. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to make a poor decision in the attacking third that's going to lead to a blown opportunity, right? Yeah. So it's not always him, but he's oftentimes involved in the yes. play before. But uh, the, Vince at Viva Photos is literally the next one. We're like, <laughs> the, the uh, I don't know what Elon did to our, to our response order here, but... Uh, the next one is from Vince says Sifu shouldn't see the field next game unless we're up for nothing. <laughs> They're all in perfect order. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think his role is to, is for him and Tillman to have to sub for each other if possible. Yep. Yep. Right. One all or right. the other. That's what I want. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't, I don't want to see those two on the field ever again. No. Together. No. I mean, if you're playing, uh, you know, if you're, if you're up against RSL, fine. Fine, but not not in big matches, not in international matches for sure. Tom Camilleri, been a long time since we've seen LAFC totally overwhelmed and outclassed in a game. Couldn't win balls in the middle. Awful bad idea passing in the final third. Sifu, Sifu'd everything. Uh, Apoka was lost. Tillman was a non-control, a no-control turnover machine. Only McCarthy stood tall and yet. And yet there's still a chance. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on the turnover machine from Tillman because uh we went over the numbers and he mm-hmm. was not but uh I, I I agree that Tillman wasn't everything what he needed to be tonight and again he's the one holding the bag on the uh on the first goal too so anything on this one Josh no I mean I think he, we're you know we we had we address what what we felt about yeah. that that whole situation yeah. earlier and then yeah you know again I I, I don't think Tillman did anything did it much to to make a case for himself, yeah. right? But numbers don't lie. He did play better. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if ever so slightly, but better. Right. Uh, ben Cox, the only uh, the only quality final pass scores a goal. Interesting. Um. Yeah, Palencia gets on the end of a of a Carlos Vela pass and then plays in a good cross. 
Uh, I will say that there was a point, it, it was somewhere in the second half, I think during that span that you had mentioned where LAFC were controlling the ball. And Ilya finally played a ball in between the fullback and the center back for Bawanga to run onto. And it was not a good ball. It wasn't well-weighted. It didn't have the right angle on it. But I remember thinking like, oh, Ilya finally got forward a little bit more and played an interesting pass <laughs> as opposed to, let me have this left footer, Diego Palacios, just dump a left-footed like in-swinger into the path of Bawanga and see if he can run onto it. Like, I was just so happy that somebody even attempted that ball that I was like, oh, this is good. They're, they're trying things now. Because you can also counter-press off of that same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, that's where a lot of chances are created. And I think that's that was a little bit of that difference. And again, if you you just hope that, you know, again, maybe they're in a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one where with the with the forwards a little bit more reserved, where Ilias has a better connection with them, right? Or they can interchange a little bit. But as, as, as it stood, it, again, it just didn't feel like they ever got into a point yeah. where... Yeah. You could see it, mm-hmm. you know, where they had much opportunity to connect. All right. Jonathan Evans at Evans at Law. Home field advantage matters. LAFC need a clean sheet Sunday and to score like they usually do at BMO. Um, it would definitely help to have a clean sheet. Uh, as we talked about, away goals aren't a thing in the final, but um, if you keep a clean sheet, you only need to score two. So. Mm-hmm. Man, and, again, and, just, and you think they they you would expect that the defense would improve with with Mario returning, yeah, right, and also in that particular case, right, if Mario returns, I I do ex, you know, again we gave up a a set piece goal, right, and yeah. then a fluky handball goal that again, on a set piece, yeah, on a set piece, right, yeah, so I do expect them to be able to put out. Again, to control the air and to control any of the, those opportunities. Leon's probably not going to have as many corners at yeah. BMO, right? So you're not going to have as many trips into the attacking third for them where they're getting dangerous set pieces mm-hmm. and whatnot. And the so. weight of your passing is always a little bit better, you know, because you're playing on your grass. You understand. That grass was not good, man. They were sliding all over the place. Like it was. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think he's definitely spot on that they're, they're definitely, I mean, again, the bank is a fortress for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, or they call it a fortress, right? In in, in you know in in the in the footballing world, mm-hmm. you know those places, the Anfields, the you know the Dortmund Wall, you know wherever these places that are notoriously difficult to play. Yeah. Right. Like there's a reason for all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and it, and some of it comes down to just the littlest of things, but those things matter. Right. Yeah. So. You know, like I said, when you, when you see some of these passes that just don't come off because the weight just doesn't feel right. I mean, again, every time you go to Vancouver, you're just like, what the heck is going on? Right. You right. Go to Seattle. Right. And again, nothing seems to be like they don't, they don't, you don't look sharp. Of course, you don't look sharp when you're playing on turf. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, and if you're, when you're playing at altitude, you're playing on a field that the conditions may not be the best. Okay. Right. Again, it's not an excuse. You have to deal with what's in front of you. Right. Um, but again, you you do typically see a, a huge difference, especially in in CCL. Like the way, even just the way that the the uh, Mexican teams approach away legs is just much different than what yeah. they do. Yeah. You know, again, so it, you 
it was always going to be better for LAFC to have that second leg, right? Because yep. again, it just changes the dynamic. Versus yeah. if they can sit, if they can sit at home in the second leg, oh man, you're you're in for it, right? All right, Mike Beats is next. Everything suffers when we don't have center backs. I mean, even even when you aren't playing tiki taka, when you're not in a full positional play game model, um, when you're not, you know, you're you're playing very direct. You still have to have center backs that are good on the ball. You still they have to be well rounded, and you see how much you suffer if you can't do that in the modern game. Um, so parents, what I'm saying is allow your kids to play center back because they might have a very long career there. Um, it's not, again, not as sexy as playing winger or attacking mid or striker. Uh, but man, if they're a good center back, they will, I, I don't, I don't sub my, this is like, we're veering off into youth soccer, but like my center backs don't sub ever. They don't sub, they get all the playing time. That's their reward for doing it. Um, and they are all going to have long careers. I, 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 I know it because they're good. They, they, they're fine playing there. But anyway, got to have good center backs. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why there's only a few, you know, like you said, why Keelini is who he is. Right? Yeah. Um, and again, the, you know, they're, they, they come they're far and few between, but I, I do think that again, like I said, they're put, they are center backs in this particular game are put into a bad position. And again, they got they full well knowing that that's not their strength. I think our midfield put them, you know, yeah. did not do anything. What I'm, them. I guess what I'm saying is like, if you're, if your kid or your, you know, your player is a, an average defender and an above average passer, they can get the money Aaron Long got. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> that man got a ton of money just because he can defend competently. And he's an awful passer. If he could just pass a little bit, it would have been way more. Yeah. I mean, Walker Zimmerman, Walker Zimmerman got a DP contract out of Nashville, right? Um, and before and LAFC, like he, he, was, like, he, he couldn't even, again, he was probably somewhere similar to how Long plays. Yeah. Like that was yeah. that was his game. Right. More, right. more of a physical aerial threat. And then, you know, again, spent mm-hmm. some time and Bob mm-hmm. just kind of demanded of him. And again, we're what five months into Aaron Long's LAFC career? Yeah. Four months into yeah. his career. So <clears throat> he's too old. A, he's too old. The man is older than John Brooks. If John Brooks is done, Josh, then so is Aaron Long. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh he's like four days older than, than yeah. John Brooks. <laughs> Without a cost, uh, this one is from Jesse at Space Echoes Jess. Without a cost to switch into the old double pivot in the second half, our midfield was hard to watch. Thank goodness Leon's finishing was MLS level. They were less than clinical with their chances. McCarthy being an absolute unit tonight, proving he belongs on this stage. Josh, is there a goalkeeper controversy? Uh, yes and no. I think there's a time and a place. I mean, the, you're going to have a really tough decision figuring out who to play in a big game, right? Yeah. But Cropo's ability to be able to pass out the back does go a long way when your yeah, center backs yeah. are incapable of doing it. Not to mention, I don't even think his leg is fully fused yet, right? 
MLS Cup was what? November or something? Mm-hmm. Right? Nah. So. It should be. Or AF. Six months. Yeah, approximately. Six months for like a full fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with instrumentation is typical. And you're talking about going into a sport that requires you to be on your legs that you just broke. So, I mean, it could, it, he, he could be out till playoffs, you know, he might not see the field at all this, this year. I, if you get to the playoffs with McCarthy, I think it's too late for Kripo. Yeah. And there's, and, and if McCarthy continues to play as well as he has, there's no, you know, yeah, you don't bench and him. you go, you go into the off season, you move one of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one, Lionel Hutz. Dumpster fire of a game, but like in Philly, the the result isn't terrible. I'm feeling good now heading into Sunday with Murillo back. They need Acosta back in the lineup as well. Tim, Tillman and Sifu do not complement each other in the midfield. Again, counterpress listeners are the smartest listeners, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we've hit all that, but uh, I, I love seeing people that, <laughs> that see the game well. Um, Darmalia. McCarthy saved us. We were not first to the ball, and we lacked quick thinking on our passing. Our goal was the only part of that game. I felt like we played our game on the front foot. Yeah, I mean, that was really it. Uh, there was another moment, I think I mentioned it, where Poku's on the ball, and he's got two runners ahead of him. And if he just releases the ball early, when he first looks up and sees them, there it's like Bawanga and Vela off to the races, and we all know how that ends. But... Sometimes these young kids, man, they just hold on to the ball far too long. Yeah. I mean, again, and that's that ability to play off the first touch, right? It's something that we're probably yeah. lacking a little bit yeah. at the moment. And I think mm-hmm. you probably get that more. You're more likely, let's put it way, you're more likely to get that from Bogut's than you are from either of the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Alan Kine, we need a cost of period. Sifu continues to be a problem. Fingers hard crossed that he's back, meaning Acosta, I think. Midfield is ugly. Carlos needs to step up. Steve needs a better game plan. This was an awful performance, but we somehow have a chance miraculously. Thanks, Mac. Now, let's freaking go. Step up. Um, seems like a good note to end it on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of negativity about this game. Rightfully so. They played awful. But... Like we said, the doors the doors open for them to 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 still do it. And uh, Josh, you and I will be there to help make it as hostile as possible there at BMO Stadium. Which means we're going to be quietly staring at the field, making observations about the the, <laughs> the tactical game model because this is how Kirk and I watch soccer. It's it's generally not very like not very loud. Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. think you know if, if the kids are there, it's a whole different story because they're the ones that kind of create the ruckus. Yeah, yeah. But again, I I I feel like for you and I, we're just staring at it and just trying to to figure out okay, where it's hard. It's hard for me, man. I I like I appreciate it so much, and I love chanting and singing along with everybody. But I, I have a, I have a problem, Josh. And when I sit down to watch a game, whether it's whether it's in a stadium or on my couch, I might. I'm so laser focused on where everybody is at every given moment that uh, I, I get lost in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not that not that everybody else should have the same problem as me, but 
turning off the coaching brain is always difficult, right? Because I think (laughs) when, you know, like you and I have been, I coach American football, right? And basketball, you've always done, you've coached soccer. When, when you, when you've trained your brain to look at it from a, from a, you know, 10,000 foot perspective, right? It it definitely is a lot different and right. And you kind of have to be able to, sometimes you have to switch it off to be able to get into the mode, right? Like, watching that's why it's like if i watch if i need to cheer i have to go into 3252 yeah yeah because anywhere else in the stadium i'm just going to trying to i'm looking for you know looking at that bird's eye view right trying to yeah, see yeah. everything that's happening um when you're you know so again hopefully the 3252 you know is is able to do his thing and get us all in the mode so that way we're again yep. we're we're pushing this team across the finish line absolutely all right. So again, we will be there. We'd love to meet any of you that are going to be at the game as well. Shoot us a, a DM on Twitter. Um, we'd love to meet up and chat with you and get to know you a little bit better. Um, yeah. Or, or stand around and watch the game in the hallways with you. That'd be good. That's good too. Um, so I guess that probably means we'll be recording on my phone from my dash again, Josh. So the audio oh, yeah. quality, we're going to go ahead and apologize in advance for the audio quality on the uh, on the next episode. But hopefully you won't care because everybody's just getting hammered because we won CCL, right? Yeah, that's good. Like, hopefully we'll be able to enjoy this one on the way out. So Yeah. All right, you can follow the show at CounterPress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey, Josh. LAT Josh on Twitter. We will talk to you all hopefully in person on Sunday at the game. Good night. Good night.